You know, um, in Isaiah 54, the Lord is talking, okay? There's a report that people can get, okay, from an authoritative figure, okay, in Isaiah 54, all right? And he talked about how the devil went bad on him. He created this myth that blows the coals in the fire and all that. And I love what Dr. Savell shared one time, because I had always wondered about that. And he said, yeah, I made the devil, and he went bad on me. But any weapon that he forges, and the way they described it, you know, when you read it and you begin to meditate on it, is any attack that comes against you, any accusation that comes against you from an authoritative figure, whether it be a doctor, whether it be the law, any accusation that's coming up against you, you have a higher authority. You have the Supreme Court of Heaven. You have Jesus sitting on the throne. It's a higher throne. Now, just because sometimes the government may not understand that or agree with it, ask Daniel, right? Ask Joseph, okay? Ask them what happened. See what the Lord did. See how Pharaoh changed his mind. We heard about that on Sunday. You see, Daniel, you see what happened, right? You see how the laws changed. You see how they stopped their mouth. You see how they sat there and were just like, what I'm telling you, you have a right as a child of God when you get born again. You have a right. You don't have to accept it. You don't have to put that mold. You don't have to put those chains on your hands. You don't have to do it. Oh, yeah, my brain don't understand it. Well, that it wasn't designed to understand. My brain is an instrument that is designed to give me function and to tell me what's going on in the world around me, right? It's a computer, right? But it was never designed to control me, and it was never designed to usurp the Word of God, right? This is the highest form of reality right here. Is this right here. So what do I got to do? No, I got to renew my mind. I got to renew it with this. I have to retrain my thinking. All my life, I've thought a particular way. All my life, I depended on the way I lived. I began to draw experience on the way I lived before, right? But man, I got born again. And then I began to find out who I was in Christ. And I began to find out how the Lord designed the universe. He designed the universe this way. Mm. He designed this. He designed you before it ever began, right? You're free. You are free. You are free. You don't ever have to take anything that the devil throws your way. You don't have to. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, church. Thank you so I love you guys. Man, I love y'all. I'm from Ohio, so it's always guys, you guys. I love y'all, man. I just enjoy celebrating the Lord with you. I just enjoy doing, doing outreach. Nicole, man, I tell you what, you know, all the people she talks to, you know, and just tell them about the church and, and everybody else, you know, all the, all the things that we're doing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you, and it shows on you. And we're a light. And, and I'm telling you what, we just turned on Monday night. We're going to have authentic revival here. And I tell you what, oh boy, oh boy. Oh, man. <clears throat> I read in Psalms 107 where the Lord says he can create a, a habitation where people can come and migrate, and they can grow, and they can plant roots, and they can begin to develop and grow and prosper and the Lord begins to prosper them. Of course, they had cattle back then, but he prospered their cattle and everything they had. And I've, I see this in everybody's face. I'm hearing testimonies left and right from everybody. So this, it's happening. You're free. You're free. All right. Well, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much, Lord, for who you are. Oh, Lord, we just love you so much. I just thank you tonight for the words that we're going to speak, Lord. Words from heaven that move on the earth. 
words that came from the Bible, words that came from the Scripture, Lord, and we receive it tonight. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Amen. You know, uh, Dr. Savell, this is 2021, right? And you notice how every year there's some form of blessing coming out, right? You know, open door last year, you know, you know, experiencing things that you've never before, and now this year's abundant overflow, right? And there were three separate words that he had given from the Lord. And I want to remind you of 2 Kings chapter 7, okay? Elisha, the king is mad at Elisha because all this stuff is going on. So he's going to send a messenger, a hitman, to kill him, right? And he's following behind. And so the Lord tells Elijah there's a hitman there. And he says, well, and so he tells his friends, you know, block this guy up and just hold him here. He's coming to try to kill me. Well, then he talks to the king and he says, king, this time tomorrow, you know, bread's going to sell for what? Whatever, you know, like a shekel, you know. You know, they, they were starving. You know, a siege. Back in those days when they did a siege, dude, man, I mean, there's no, there's no food. I mean, and, it, and it's not like a one-day affair. No, this, this goes on for like a year, you know. And um, people, I'm not going to get into what happened, but, let, you know, kids are getting eaten. I'll just put it that way. And uh, the king's all mad at Elijah. And he says, thus saith the Lord, tomorrow all this is going to change, right? The blessing is going to come. And it's going to come to everybody. Well, there's a guy, right? There's a, a prince, a lord, who decides to try to talk the king out of it. And he says, "If could this be? Can this really be? In one instant, can this happen? Can this really happen in one instant, right? Can all this blessing come, right? But it's the word of a prophet. It's the word from the Lord, right? Everything you want is in here. The Lord's got everything in here. But sometimes there's a situation that happened that you need a word from the Lord. Well, it came to Dr. Savell, and he gave it to us at this church. Tell my people they need to remain strong. Now, this was on October 8th. And stay close to me so they won't be deceived by their enemy. Don't let them talk you out of this. Don't, be, don't listen to that Lord that was talking to the king, telling him, if the Lord were to open windows in heaven, how could this be possible? He says, well, it's going to happen, but you won't get to witness it because you're not going to believe, right? His attacks are going to intensify. He's going to try to prevail. Oh, but listen to this. My power is greater, and it shall not fail. You don't have to be afraid anymore. You don't have to be fretful over whatever shall come. Boy, that's powerful. That's straight out of Proverbs chapter 3. You don't have to be afraid anymore when fear comes. The Lord says, I got you. You don't have to be afraid anymore. COVID, you know, lack. We just learned about all sufficiency, right? About being, being not in lack, right? Oh, you don't have to be afraid. The battle is mine, right? The battle is mine and I've already won. Contrary to what you're going to see and what you're going to hear, 2021 is going to be a great year. It's going to be a year of abundant overflow and that's my plan and it shall be so. So what happens, right? Four leprous men. And I, and I like saying this because you notice Bartimaeus, his status in society, right? You notice the blind man, right? Okay, you notice the leper, his status in society. Well, now you got four lepers that are sitting outside the gate, right? Hey, if we stay here, we're going to die. They're fed up, right? Remember what Pastor Jeff said on Sunday? Sometimes you just got to get fed up at the devil. Sometimes you're going to have to stand up to the bully, because he's going to see if you're for real or not. And so you're going to have to stand up to him. And when you do, oh boy, that's when the Lord comes out. I mean, and it doesn't, and it doesn't matter how you feel, right? And that's one of the things I had to learn. I had to talk to my emotions. I had to talk to my body. It's like, look, body, 
I don't have to care. I don't care anymore about circumstances. I don't care what it looks like. I got it. Thank you for telling me the situation. I get it. Thank you. Okay. But now I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. Okay. This is what the word of God says, right? And in the name of Jesus, get. And in the name of Jesus, and the Lord will tell you scriptures. He'll tell you what to say. Oh, he'll tell you what to do. Now, he might tell you something different. He might tell you something different. But he's going to tell you what to do. And believe me, do it, no matter how weird it seems. If he tells you to go down and pull fish out of the water because there's money in his mouth, go do it. Oh, don't argue. And Peter just learned, just do what Jesus said. Go do it. Okay? Mm. And, and so what happens? Those four lepers go. And as they go, and they say, well, if we go to the Syrians, if they kill us, we die. We're going to die anyway, so let's go. They were fed up. And as they went, what did the Lord do? He made it sound like thunder. He made it sound like an invasion force was coming. And it was that night, you know, at the twilight, just as the sun was going down. And those guys dropped everything. Now, back in those days, when there was a siege, right, and the army came, they took everything. They took the food. They took slaves. They took families. I mean, they took gold. I mean, they stripped the whole land clean as they were coming through. And now they're trying to, you know, strip them. And uh, they just left everything and ran. And so what do they do? They show up, and in one instant, those four lepers got gold. They got good clothes. And then so they go and they hide it. But what's the blessing of the Lord for? It's not just for you. It's for everybody else. And so while they're doing this, they come back in the second time, and they say, no, man, this ain't right. We're, 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 you know, this is wrong. Something bad will happen if we don't do what's we're supposed to be right. So they went back, and they told the king. That, well, actually, they told a gate guy, the guard at the gate. And so thank you, Lord, that the guard at the gate heard and actually went and reported it. And uh, so they sent out some chariots, and what happened? Yeah, the story's true. And, of course, we know that they, they began to ram the gate, and that one Lord who didn't believe it, he wound up getting trampled on. But what I'd like to tell you is, is that I know what the situation may look like, but the man of God heard from the Lord, and he told us that in 2021... I know all this stuff's going on, but we don't have to fear. If the Lord told you to flip a burger at a burger joint, get ready. Because in two years, you're going to own that place. Okay? In fact, the Lord will bless your business so much that one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to own more. Or the executives are going to send somebody down and say, why is your business prospering? It never prospered before. What is going on here? And you get promoted. I met a kid at QT once when I was riding out capital. This was about seven years ago. And uh, that's exactly what happened. And we started working at a cashier attendant at a QT. And we're talking. And we're, we're, I'm just telling about Jesus. Just praying blessings over him. He says, you know what? He says, the executive guys came down. He said he's manager now. It took him about three or four years he became manager. He says, they're going to pay for my college. They actually asked me to come work for them. I'm actually going up and working for the executive branch of QT. I mean, that is what God is going to do. If you're cutting hair, it's because God's got healing, probably got healing ministry for you. As as people come in and they're getting a haircut or as the ladies come in, Mm -hmm. Yeah, start cutting, start working on people. Next thing you know, you got a hair design that nobody else has got, right? And people start coming, hey, you need to go to this place and get your hair done here, right? And the next thing you know, people are getting healed at your workplace, right? 
Oh, and then after 20 years, you either decide to make more or the Lord has you run for mayor of the city or has you get on city council. Okay, I mean, this is what the Lord does. This is what the blessing does. Okay, that's what it does. And it all started from flipping the burger. It, it, it all started from just working at a cash register, right? Oh, man, the Lord. Mm, I, I got to, oh, I got to, mm, Holy Spirit. Why? Amen. All right. It's going to sit here for a second. I'm just going to read some, some things to you here, okay? Who are you? Now, just think about this. Who are you? When you got born again, who are you? I mean, how does God see you? Who are you? Okay? Don't let anybody determine who you are. Don't let anybody tell you. And I'm telling you right now, I don't care about the past anymore. My God says who I am. He raised me up. He didn't seat me next to Jesus. He seated me with Jesus. Jesus is the head. You and I are the body. Paul talks about it in Ephesians chapter 2. I I didn't do this. I I didn't do this. I didn't not cross. Jesus did. Jesus did this out of the own good pleasure of his will. He did that, right? So what does that mean? It means poor man, you don't have to be poor anymore. Sick man, you don't have to be sick anymore. You don't have to live that life anymore. Don't let anyone ever talk you out of that. Don't let circumstances ever talk you out of who you are. It's going to happen. The devil doesn't change his spots. It's going to happen, right? He's going to do something dumb. He's going to come after you. Somehow, some way, he's going to try to do something stupid, right? He always does. I mean, that's the only thing he knows how to do, right? But I'm telling you, the Lord, <laughs> Proverbs 22, 3, it's one of my favorite scriptures. The wise guy hears from the Lord and he gets out of the way of the devil And he doesn't go punished, but the simple kid passes on and gets punished, right? And I learned from that scripture. And it's like, you mean to tell me, Lord, you'll show me trouble as it begins to happen. You'll tell me what to do. You'll tell me where to go. You'll tell me how to avoid getting stuck in a problem. I was like, I receive that, Lord. That's why my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger's voice, they won't follow. Psalms 91 is no joke. I mean, that, that Psalms right there will tell you not to go there today, okay? Now, I believe I'm protected, right? Now, there's been times the Holy Spirit told me not to go somewhere, and I didn't go. And I found out later why. And I just thanked them. Oh, thank you, Lord, so much for that. I, I'd say something about it, but it, the Lord told me not to get into it. But I can just tell you this. It's not a joke. Psalms 91 is real. Yes, And if you meditate on that and you abide in that, the Holy Spirit's going to be with you. He's going to talk to you. He's going to show you and tell you what to do. Mm. Who does God say you are? Jeremiah 29. Let's go to Jeremiah 29, right? Pastor Justin's favorite place. Jeremiah 29, 11. And by the way, Pastor Justin, I love preaching this to the kids at the detention center. And um, this is one of the things I love because uh, in verse 11, the Lord is talking and he says, I know the thoughts that I have for you. Now, that doesn't matter what your your family might think. It doesn't matter what your friends might think. It doesn't matter what society might think of you. The Lord says, I know the plans that I have for you, right? Mm -hmm. And what are those plans? 
their thoughts of shalom, peace. And we've learned that. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Blessed in your health, blessed in your family, blessed in your finances, your children blessed. And I tell you what, they're coming home. They're coming home. I don't care what the devil tries. My prayer is protect my children. I stand in the gap for my children, right? And he blesses them because I've seen it in the scriptures. I've seen it where the Lord blessed the children, the children of people that loved him, of of men and women of God that loved him. He would bless their children if they would stand in the gap and believe, right? Now, I know some other situations where it didn't happen because they allowed fear in. But I'm telling you, the Lord blesses your children. For some reason, the Lord won't say that. He blesses your children, okay? But... He knows the thoughts and peace. It's not evil. That word is calamity, okay? They're talking about calamity. It's not evil. It's not calamity, okay? And he's saying it at a time when they're in exile in Babylon for 70 years because they, they fell away from the Lord, right? They, fell, they let the devil talk them out of it. And they begin to get mad at the Lord and not do what he says to do, right? I'm, we won't get into it. But he says, I got an expected into you. I got a plan. I got a vision for you. I got a vision. Here's, point, here's, here's where he wants you to go. Here's where you're at. He's going to guide you and lead you. And that's why I said it doesn't matter if you're flipping a burger or what. He's going to get you there. He's going to open the doors to do it. Oh, and you'll know it's God that did it. And everybody else around you will know it's God that did it. And they'll be saying, can you tell me how to live like you live? But now see, look at verse 12. See, because I like looking at this. When you recognize and you realize that God is for you, he's not against you. When you recognize and realize who you are, Okay, and what God has designed you for, right? When you begin to realize that, you're going to do something here in verse 12. You're going to call on his name. Now you know who he is. Now you know who you are. Now you know what the covenant means. And you're going to call on him, he says. And what does the Lord say when you call and you come pray to me? What does he say he'll do? I'll answer. Oh, here comes the fun part. You know, I, I call it spiritual timeouts. I got to take a lot of spiritual timeouts, guys. There'll be times in my flesh, you know, just, just a flesh fit, right? And there'll be times where I just have to go take a spiritual timeout. And in that, and I get, you know, I find my place of habitation with the Lord. I found my, you know, my prayer seat or a place to get quiet with the Lord. You know, whatever, whatever the situation is, and the Lord will tell you what to do. You begin to praise just like what we were doing tonight, and he'll tell you what to do. He'll tell you what to do. He'll answer you. And then verse 13, if you seek me, you'll find me. And when you search for me with all your heart, and then in verse 14 he says, I'll be found of you, says the Lord. I mean, that's a covenant name. He's promising you this. He's promising you this. Come to me. Come talk to me. I'll listen. I'll answer your prayer. I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you how to get out of it. If you'll just believe. I mean, that's Hebrews eleven six, right? You've got to believe God is who he says he is. And that he's going to reward you for doing what he says, right? For just believing him and following him. That's how this works. You have to choose to believe. You have to choose to believe this, right? He says, I will do what? I will turn away your captivity. Oh boy, do you know what that means? To a guy who's in a low status or a girl that's in a low status or has something going on in their life right now, you know, I'll restore your captive. I'll remove it. Oh, man, that's a promise for God. 
That's a promise for you. Choose to believe. God is the highest form of reality. The highest form of reality. I don't care what the situation says. You know, it's interesting because when Joseph, when he had that vision and that dream of the baker and the cupbearer, right? He still had to spend two more years in prison. But he didn't stop. I ministered one time to a guy in prison. And I said, you might get some bad news. You might get bad news from the judge. But don't let that bother you. That guy held on to that. Okay? And it wasn't but a couple months later he was out. Okay? The charges dropped. At first it didn't look right, but the charges dropped. The judge even said, I don't know why I'm doing this. But I'm reducing your sentence. Right? I'm reducing it. And they got dropped. Another guy, they dropped. They just dropped it. It, it, It's dropped. Praise the Lord. We are serving a God who doesn't judge like the world judges. And oh, by the way, Proverbs 16, chapter 6, okay, it's mercy and truth that will remove you from iniquity. It's not anything you're going to do. It's his hesed. It's his mercy and his strength. It's his love. That's what's going to get you out of sin. Okay? And then the fear of the Lord is what's going to keep you from evil from now on. Okay? Oh, boy, that was a big news to me. Big news to me. And so the Lord has a way of moving courts. He has a way of changing hearts. He just has a way. And, and you know, when he was telling the disciples, when you go and you stand before a judge or you stand before a magistrate. Now, these guys are going to jail because of preaching Jesus. Right? But he says, don't be afraid. You just listen to the Holy Spirit. Don't get all wound up. Don't get all out of control. Don't get all fired up. You just listen to the Holy Spirit. I will tell you. All right? And so I started praying for the lawyers of the guys that were being defended, you know? Now I tell these guys, now look, guys, are you sincere about this? What are you going to do with your freedom when the Lord gives it to you? You're going to go run outside and live like an alley cat again? Or are you going to do, you know, are you going to live your life according to the way the Lord said to, right? Are you really honestly sincere, right? Oh, man, if you're really honestly sincere and you get born again and you release that over to the Lord and you let the Lord take that over, oh, my, what bar is going to hold you? What jail is going to hold you? Because the Lord is going to, if he, if he has to get Governor Abbott to sign something, he will. And he'll sign it and it'll, you will be set free from it. I mean, it's, it happens. Look, look at the Bible. Look at Daniel. I mean, look at all these guys. Daniel, it's too, too late. You're going in the lines then. The Lord's like, okay, I'll close the miles of the lines. Right? I mean, this is the God we serve. <laughs> Choose to believe. You are a new creation, right? You are a new creation. And one, there's one scripture I want to go to. i got to show you guys this. It's one of my favorites. And uh, it's in Psalms 113. We're going to go to Psalms 113, verse 4. You know, I meditate on this. I'll sit down, and I'll, I'll get my little glass of lemonade, or, you know, my little smoothie mold. Basically, these little smoothies. And, um, and I'll just start reading these things. And I'll just start meditating on these things. And I'll just start seeing myself experiencing this. And then I'll just start thanking the Lord for this. And then I'll just start speaking it over my life. But look at Psalms 113. Look at verse 4. The Lord is what? He's high above what? All nations. So think of the sun. When it comes up at noon, it's at its highest position. And it just shines above everything. And there's nothing that can escape it. It's right above everything. And there's nothing higher in the sky. 
right? The Lord is as I am higher than all the nations, right? And my glory is above all the heavens, right? Amen? <laughs> we're seated with him. Oh, we're seated with you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. We are seated with you. Now look at verse 5. Who is like unto our Lord, our God, who dwelleth on high? And then verse 6. And we were learning something on Sunday about what blessing is. How the Lord will humble himself, come down to your level. And he'll do something, won't he? He'll lift you up. Oh, we're, it's right here in the scriptures. Okay, look. It says, he humbles himself to behold the things that are in heaven and in earth. Right? Hmm. The world is going to witness this. I got this written right next. I'm meditating on this. And I wrote this down next to this verse. The world will witness this rise on you. Your friends are going to see it. Your families are going to see it. The community is going to see it. They're going to see it. The people at your workplace, they're going to see this. Right? They're going to see the Lord do this in your life. And then you're in turn going to do it in their life. You're going to show them how to do it so they can receive it in their life. And then look at this. Verse 6. He hum- okay, he humbles himself. Look at verse 7. Oh, look at verse 7. Look at that. He raises up the poor out of the dust. And in some of the translations, that's dunghill. What happened to blind Bartimaeus, right? What happened to that leper, right? What happened to those four lepers? One instant. He will take you if you'll let him. If you choose to believe, all you have to do is get this in you and believe it. Just believe it. And he'll do it. He'll tell you what to do. Now that's the key to all this. And the devil's going to try to come talk you out of it. But just do something. Take a step. You took a step tonight. Take a step. Take a step. Do something to take a step. Do something to say, mind and body, I'm doing this. Shut up. Shut up. I'm not going to listen to you. David said, bless the Lord on my soul. No, it's of me. Bless my soul. Shut up. I'm blessing the Lord right now. He executes righteousness for those that are oppressed. Executes it. He's going to do it on my behalf. I don't know how he's going to do it. He's God. But I know I'm going to listen. I'm going to hear him. He's going to do it, right? But he's going to tell me what to do. He tell you go get. He tell you go down the street to mow the lawn for that for the, the neighbor across the street. Do it, okay? I, I'm telling you, it'll open things up. Mm. He raises up the poor out of the dust, and he lifts up the needy out of the dunghill. Oh, there it is, the dunghill. Oh, oh. Now look at verse 8. Why are you going to do this, Lord? Why are you going to do this? So that he may set you. Put you in a position of authority. Raise you up like he did Daniel. Raise you up like he did Joseph. Raise you up in your workplace. Raise you up in your community. Why? So that you could be just like all the other princesses in the Bible. And all the other people in the Bible. So that they can see it. And that they can see the blessing of the Lord on you. And you can give the blessing of the Lord to them. He's going to seat you with princesses. The people in the Bible that have been in here. All the heroes of faith. That's what he's saying to do. I'm going to lift you up with them. The princesses of my people. It's in, oh man, I read that. I got so excited. I said, yes, Lord. Yes. Mm. This is the Lord you serve. Okay. 
2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. You know why I like Paul? Because Paul knew about Jesus, but Paul got to walk in the newness of life, being born again. The other disciples got to walk with Jesus, right? And they understood, and they learned from the Holy Spirit, and and they were witnesses. But what I like about Paul was, he did all this as a born-again person. One of the new born-again believers is... And he began to learn from the Holy Spirit. And if you'll read Paul, you'll see everything that Paul teaches, everything that Paul said was in the scriptures. Jesus talked about it. He just Paulinized it is basically what he did. And what does that mean? He basically said it in a way that you and I can understand it. He learned how to walk in this and began to share it with us and how to walk in this, right? It's all Jesus, right? Man, I've heard ministry. Brother, I got to say something to you, brother. You're going to love this. There was a minister who came up to me one time, and he says, well, that's what Paul said, not what the Lord said. You know, that's not what Jesus said. I go, oh, really? I said, really? (laughs) You go, show me, you know, and he couldn't. But I just thought it was interesting. There are people that think Paul just decided to write a letter and didn't follow the words of Jesus. That's for somebody out there. Amen. I just... Amen. But let's go to, I got to get over there. I got to slow down here. Second Corinthians. But you got to see this. You got you to gotta meditate on this for a while. You got you to gotta anchor this in your mind. And you got to meditate on this so that you can see this and understand this. Okay? Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man, now, now that's man meaning mankind, okay? Any man, any woman, anybody, right? Now, now what's that word, be in Christ? Now we're talking about anointing here. What does Christ mean? The anointing. Anyone who's in the anointed one in his anointing, okay? Remember that. Anyone that's in the anointed one in his anointing is what? You're a new creation, That old you don't exist anymore. That old Joseph don't exist anymore. Don't even bring it up. I'm not even going to talk about it anymore. My friends and family, they see me today. They're like, what? They're like, what happened? They know. I mean, they see me. I mean, it's like, I'm a new creation. The old me, when Jesus died, I died with him. When I asked him into my heart. Okay? When he died, I died with him when I accepted him. The old me died. He don't exist anymore. He's gone. You ever take a balloon and blow it up? Right? Okay, do you know that that air that comes out of you, do you know your DNA is in that? I didn't know that. Your DNA is in that. What did Jesus do to the disciples? He breathed on them, right? Received you the Holy Spirit. When you got born again, the Lord, he put his DNA in you. The same DNA. You're no different. The only... The only difference between you and Jesus is he's the head and we're the body. It's just status of position. That's really the only difference. He's a prototype. Now, I'm a military guy, so I'll use the pro- word prototype, right? The first one was made. Now, everyone after it is made in the same mold. No different, right? The same. Jesus, oh yeah. Jesus was tested in the battlefield. God tested him in the battlefield. The devil took him on and he lost. He lost. Devil, he didn't come back until, until, until later, right? He lost. He has been proven in the field. Now, what is a soldier like? He wants his weapon to what? Work in the field, right? 
Because when you're in a combat situation, you don't want dust to get in your weapon and don't want to work. You don't want a weapon that's going to quit on you when, when it's prime time, right? Jesus proved himself in the battlefield. And oh, by the way, he's not a battlefield commander that sits in the rear. He went on the front line for you and took on the enemy himself. Ooh, man, what a God we serve. And he's in you. He's in you. Mm-mm-mm-mm. I'm just going to read some of these things that, I, that I, I just, you know, the Holy Spirit. Dr. Seville gave a message one time about who you are and just went down the whole list, you know. And, and it just touched me so much about who you are and the things that we're getting here, Ambassador Justin and Annette, and the things that we're learning here from the Lord. Now go down to verse 21. For he, you're righteous. Okay, this is something that when I first got born again, I had a hard time with. You're righteous. I'm going to say this again. You are righteous. Right standing with God. Okay? If you're a sinner, you're not going to go to heaven. Plain and simple. You can't go to heaven if you're a sinner. It ain't going to happen. Okay? You have to be righteous. You have to have the light of Zoe on the inside of you. You have to have that. Now you can make a mistake. That is a sin. But that does not mean you're a sinner. I had a nature change. And if you read Ephesians chapter 2, this will settle it forever for you. Because it did for me. You have Christ on the inside of you. You should never ever again think that the Lord doesn't love you. You should never, ever again think that he loves someone else better than he loves you. Ever again. Ever again. Now, I know in society, we set it up that way. I know there are certain people in society that we, that person, that guy's got it all, you know. Or, or we just happen, you know, how the mind thinks and how the world operates. But that's not so in the body of Christ. You are righteous. You're just as... Timaeus's name means valuable. In the eyes of God, you are just as valuable to him as Abraham was, as Moses was. All oh, this, I mean, when I, I had to read, look at verse, look at this. He has made him to be sin, created him to be sin for you who knew no sin. Why? Why, Jesus? So that you would be able to be created, made righteous. Righteousness of God in him. I didn't do that. I didn't write the Bible. I didn't do this. Jesus came. I, 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 I heard the word of God. I got all excited. I got born again. And he just zapped me, man. I mean, he just born, my spirit got born again. I, I heard this thing about being baptized in the Holy Ghost. I'm reading Isaiah about how these angels are buzzing around and he's seeing the Lord, you know. They're just like moths flying around the Lord, you know. And every time they go by, they're just like, whoa, Jesus. And they're just praising his name, right? And I said, Lord, I want that. You t- they took that coal. They took this coal off the altar and he put it on his lips, right? And the next thing you know, he's hearing God, right? And I said, I want that, Lord. And I'm telling you, I started praising the Lord, bro. And uh, all of a sudden, Holy Spirit baptized me. I'm telling you, I got, I got, I got glowed with the flow. The flow glowed me, man. I mean, I got zapped, man. And I'm telling you, all of a sudden, 
all of a sudden, man, I'm walking around. Hey, yeah, the glow flow, man. The shower of his power sprayed with the ray, man. I mean, it was, it was happening. I mean, and something happened on the inside of me. You're righteous, man. You're right standing with God. And I got one more set of scriptures. I need a little, oh, let's go to Ephesians. You, you got to read this Ephesians chapter one. You got to see this. Because it's like, this is in the Bible. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. Ephesians chapter 1. Oh, oh. Get, get, get a load of this. Paul had to be high in the Lord when he's writing this letter. I mean, he just was in the glow flow. I mean, he's, he is, man. I mean, he is just in the flow when he's writing this letter. Because look at this, verse 3. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3. We'll put it up there. It says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord, the anointed Jesus, Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places in Christ, in the anointing. We're seated with Him. We're joint heirs. We're partake. You know what a joint heir means? I had to meditate on this because I was like, what does a joint heir mean? No different. You're equal. Equal. No different. Right? Jesus is just the one who's in charge of it, right? And so I'm like, okay, Lord, I'll partake of it. Yeah, I'll, I receive it. I'll partake of it. Look at that. And then verse 4. Oh, I like this. According that he has chosen you. He's handpicked you, man. You're valuable. You're handpicked. It's draft night, man. And you're the number one draft pick. I mean, you're, Jesus picked you, man. He's like, dude, man, I want you. I want you. They're number one right there. I mean, you got born again. You handpicked, right? And he did this before he created the earth. Before he created the world, he did this. It was already his plan, right? That you're handpicked, that you with us in him before the foundation of the world, that you should... Oh, what's that word say? I want you to read it. Did I write this? Did I write this? No. Apostle Paul did, under the direction of the Holy Spirit. Holy... You know what that word is? It's the same word that describes the Holy Spirit. You can be in our holy. You're set apart. You're different from the rest of the world, right? What you got in you is different from the rest of the world, right? Oh, man. Look at that. Holy. Oh, look at the next words. Oh, come on. Come on. Without what? Without blemish. Ooh. Before him in what? In love, agape. This all works, faith works by love, right? In love, okay? So when I'm reading these scriptures and I'm seeing all this, and then in verse 5, he's predestinated us to walk in this. Adoption of children by the anointed one himself, Jesus the anointed one himself, according to the good pleasure. He decided to do this, okay? He wanted to do this for us. And so... I just want you to know that, who you are in Christ Jesus. Because once you learn this information, I mean, look at the excitement that it generates. I mean, look what it does. All of a sudden, I I look at my financial problems, and I say, all right, Lord, what do you want me to do? Okay, go go mow the old lady's lawn down the street. Or or go do this over at the church. Or go do this. or, Or give that. You know, something of value that you have. Something that the Lord will show to you and He'll reveal to you. And then watch the, the glow flow happen. Just watch it happen, man. 
I, well, the Holy Spirit one time had, I just, all I had was $40 left, and I gave it to the Lord. And, and the next thing I know, I did what he said. I was just fed up. And I just, Lord, here, this is all I got. Take it. Use it. And, uh, oh, man, everything started happening. Doors started opening, all these things. Click, 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 click. I mean, mm, mm. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are righteous. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are joint heirs. Father, in the name of Jesus, you have raised us up and seated us with you. Father, in the name of Jesus, our status changed the moment we became born again. It changed in Jesus' name. That loser that I was, because I was a loser. That loser that I was, Lord, it is no long, I am no longer a loser. I am of value. You have raised me up. You are using me. You have set me up in the stars of heaven with all the other saints and all the other apostles. You see me just as much. You love me as just as much. You, you work in me just as much as you do them. And Father, I just thank you for this wonderful group of individuals here. Because we are free in Jesus' name. We know who we are in Christ Jesus. Mm. So I thank you, Father, as they walk out these doors in the name of Jesus. As they go to their workplaces, wherever they are in the steps in their life, Father, in the name of Jesus. They are blessed in Jesus' name. They are blessed in Jesus' name. They are blessed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, everybody. God, God bless you all. And. Uh...